everyone and welcome back to another episode of Deets with Dita. I'm your host Nandita and today we have another returning guest back to talk about probably one of our favourite things, I guess. <laughs> and um, she last appeared on episode 10 of the podcast, so like the first biggest milestone on the podcast and she's back again. Back at it again. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> Kieran. Hi, everyone. She's back. So why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking about today? Right. So today we're talking about a fun genre, which is musicals, Woo! which is, yes, hit or miss for some people. It's very true. But we quite enjoy it. So <laughs> we really do. Uh but we ne- it never always used to be that way, and we'll get on to that. So, <laughs> um, in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of different things. So we're going to talk about the origins of our love for musicals. So like, I know that you have a different story of how you came about loving musicals that I actually don't really know, so I'm inter- interested to hear about it. Um, and then obviously, I have my own that you probably know of already because it was quite recently. Um, yeah and then we're going to talk about musicals that we have seen so just give like a quick you know um, I don't know like quick overview of what we liked about some of the musicals or maybe so like didn't like about some musicals that we've we've both seen and then finally to like wrap it all up we're going to talk about um, old musicals versus like some of the newer musicals that have come up and we'll talk about what that actually means when we get to it so do you have anything else to to sneak in before we really jump into this episode kieran no it sounds great let's go let's do it let's start (laughs) it's origin story time (laughs) (laughs) so i really want to know how you got into musicals because you are probably the most like the biggest fan of musicals like of all the people that I know and I just want to know how you got into them can I say feel like it all started with horrible histories mate (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who don't know what horrible (laughs) histories is it's like a, a British um how do you how would you even describe it it's basically a bunch of comedians trying to like teach kids history, but then they break out into songs and stuff. And, raps. and it's just yeah. And there was a the presenter was a talking rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like peak British childhood, like <laughs> everything. Anyone who is British knows horrible histories, and if you yeah. don't know what horrible histories is, I suggest maybe just Google one of the songs from it, and you'll get a rough idea of what this thing is about. That's that show released so many bangers. I'm telling you, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I can see like... it everywhere. It's just like horrible histories on tour. You know, playing the best greatest hits. Like they're on like a reunion tour, and like all these I would like. Love what... that. 2000s kids just come just go <laughs> to this tour in flocks it's like back it's just like horrible stories yes, that's, that's the fan chant that's the fan chant <laughs> but yeah we're getting off track so yeah. yeah no but like when i feel like when people say that they don't like musicals i'm like you're just lying you're lying i don't believe you because like did you not have a childhood? Like, 
throwback to your Kira, Kira's out here like shaming every single person who doesn't like musicals but I feel like you're onto something there because I feel like everyone's first taste of musicals was Disney exactly that's what literally what I was about to say like throwback to your um, Disney channel original movies episode with Hadia it's like high school musical Camp Rock Teen Beach movie and then not even that you'd have like Aladdin and for us, our generation, it was sort of like the Tangled movie. Yes. Frog. Yes. And like, those are all classed as musicals. So if you say you don't like musicals, are you saying you don't like Disney? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. I feel like, yeah. I feel mm. like um, musicals, though, can be, and this is probably how, what I thought of musicals, like when I was growing up is that I thought that they were quite like childish right and like I feel like that comes under the fact that we see them like on like Disney Channel and we see it on in like Disney movies and like we have that association of like this is a like a children's narrative and they're singing songs and they're breaking out into songs and everyone knows the lyrics and like everyone knows the dance choreographed dance numbers and it's just like well (laughs) this makes sense in a child's mind but realistically as an adult like that's that was what my stigma was for musicals I feel like aside from Disney um the first musical I probably properly watched was The Sound of Music because we were doing it for our year five year five assembly and yeah I really enjoyed that movie had a lot of songs in it it was really good and um, I remember our song that we did was So Long Farewell. That was like our class had to sing that for our assembly. <laughs> and then a year after, we did Oliver Twist for our year six production. So that was like the second musical I remember watching. And that one has so many bangers as well. I was like, consider, like, even if you no! haven't seen Oliver Twist, exactly, it's iconic. <laughs> even if you haven't seen it, you know, you know, food, glorious food, consider yourself. Yes. you got to pick a pocket or two. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode is just going to be us singing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, and I feel like for us as well, we were raised on Bollywood as well. This is true, yes. So a lot of singing, a lot of extravag- extravagance, mm. a lot of dancing. Mm. And I feel like that's just, for me, that's how I started liking musicals. I mean, that's a... That's a- epic story I did not know that like your first ever musical like outside of like the children-esque type ones was The Sound of Music because that's like quite a popular yeah. old like really like classic one I haven't even seen that yet and I, it completely slipped my mind that that was a musical so you know mm. I definitely have to get on that I feel like I'm behind now <laughs> <laughs> um but for me you know better than anyone you've been trying to convince me basically for years to like musicals right and for me I think we we are like opposite we were opposite ends of the spectrum I was like well we I've seen this so much in Bollywood that like I'm getting tired of it because it never contributes anything to the plot and it's just there for the sake of being there I mean like in Bollywood it's just a bit extra like can't even explain it so (laughs) We could go on a whole, like, other episode on, like, Bollywood in general. Um, But that was, I, that's where my stigmas kind of came from. It was just, like, it didn't, 
like I hadn't seen a musical that really like resonated with me and really made me feel like oh my god this is incredible right uh, other than yeah. like my childhood ones but I considered them as like childhood like you go back for a piece of nostalgia um and then I watched um then you got annoyed at me and you were like no you have to watch <laughs> a musical with me because yeah. this was like last year or like two years ago I can't remember but you made me watch Mamma Mia at your house <laughs> yeah I made you I forced you you did yeah. not want to do it but I was like we're gonna watch Mamma Mia <laughs> and I remember so distinctly that I was sitting on your sofa and um I asked you to pause the movie <laughs> and I said to you okay this is what's gonna happen <laughs> you don't have to tell me whether I'm right or wrong but this is what I think is gonna happen and then you just got so annoyed at me <laughs> because I guessed it right <laughs> I mean, I feel like Mamma Mia is one of those movies that is, like, really bizarre. And, like, it's just, like, the plot is not very good. And it's kind of, you know, the whole thing could have been solved by a DNA test. But, you know, <laughs> it was just full of shenanigans. But I feel like it's just a fun movie to watch. And, like, the songs of ABBA are amazing. Mm. And that's purely one of the reasons why I love that movie so much. I mean, fair enough. I mean, I'll tell you more about why I don't like this film uh, in when we talk about like all the different musicals that we've seen. But basically, that was the first musical I saw. General overview is that I still didn't like musicals after that. If anything, I felt more deterred <laughs> from musicals. Um, but then, you know, like, I think this was either last year or again, two years ago, but I think it was probably last year. Last year, I decided to um watch the film that everyone was so raving about like in whenever it came out which was la la land like everyone was raving about it i mean the fact that it also got snubbed for the oscar and not snubbed but like you know they they read out la la land and it was just a whole big fiasco anyway (laughs) yeah but like i wanted to watch it i wanted to see what all the fuss was about i watched it and everything changed (laughs) like i kid you not everything changed I fell in love with it. It felt like a perfect piece of cinema on its own, but also a perfect piece of a musical on its own. Like, I could see it being both. And, like, it just changed my whole opinion. And that's what made me want to watch more and, like, get more interested in musicals and stuff. I still will never watch Mamma Mia again because I just don't think it's my vibe. But We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Yeah. But that's how... I started to get in that was one of the contributing factors of how I started to get into musicals but then also last year around like um from like September to like December of last year I started watching Glee and Glee sings a lot of show tunes so like I was Mm -hmm. learning all these songs that like I learned like Cell Block Tango and I like heard of you know, Defying Gravity, which is probably, like, one of the biggest musical songs ever. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'd learned all these musical songs, and hearing them being sung by the Glee cast really made me, like, excited, and I was like, I want to listen to more, like, music. I yeah. actually want to watch more musicals. So, like, I was, like, determined. So I wanted to make a musical episode to force myself to watch loads <laughs> of musicals, and it's made me very happy and I have a lot of thoughts about a, lo- a load of them that I'm I've seen. Sad. Yeah because I feel like 
as I said, musicals are very hit and miss. And it's like, even a genre that some movies I just don't like. Like, mm. they're so, like, I find them so boring and I could not watch them again. But then some musicals, I'm like, yeah, I love this. Mm. And I want to sing all the songs. And I feel sometimes musicals, you can have a movie, but then I feel like the soundtrack is what makes it amazing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I feel that. And I, I have a lot of opinions on that, which I'll, we'll, we'll get <laughs> onto. And I think it is perfect time to get onto it because I, unless you have any other like cool little anecdotes that maybe you've had when you were watching musicals or when you first getting into them I mean I can tell you about the time when I auditioned for the year six um production of, of, of Oliver Twist oh my god I did a whole audition you know and you know I'm a very anxious per- person very shy I would never ever do anything like that I never knew I went you did out that. <laughs> I went out and I auditioned for Nancy. I sang a whole song and in the end they gave me the role of a narrator with two lines. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a bit tragic. So never again, but that's what happened. You know what? Never give up on your dream, Kieran. If you want no. to be in a musical, you go for it. I Bro, in you. I think the fact that they gave me two lines says a lot about my ability as a singer. <laughs> You're in year six, come on. <laughs> You're like so much older now. You could so be in a musical. Is what it is, never again. <laughs> yeah, like I guess music, musicals and like music has always been parts of our lives, even at a really young age. Yeah, definitely. It was destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's move on now to talk about the musicals that we've seen because I am like itching to talk about all of the musicals that I've seen and I know we're going to have some disagreements on a few so I'm really excited to get into it. So, seeing as you're the guest, once again, I like to be nice to my guests. I'm a good host. Um, (laughs) Why don't you pick the first musical that we want to talk about? Okay, so one of my... This is like a really good musical that I recommend to everyone to watch. Um, so it's Les Miserables. Oh, right? yes. Yeah. So that came out in 2012. Um, it is, I will say, it's a bit of a depressing story, <laughs> but it is very good. Um, and it has like a very, um, lots of stars in it. Anne Hathaway, Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, Eddie Redmayne, Amanda Seyfried. Wait, Helen Bohm- Eddie... Eddie Redmayne's in this? Yes, he is in the movie. And so oh, wow. is like Helen Boham Carter and Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, is he? Whoa, this is such a big cast. How have I, I... never... Bro, you need to watch this. It is so good. <laughs> so the story is basically about an ex-convict um, who's played by Hugh Jackman. And he's basically put in jail for stealing a loaf of bread. His sentence was originally five years for stealing some bread, um, but he kept trying to escape. And eventually his he came up to 19 years and he was finally released, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then on his release, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to do only good in his life. So he stole silver one last time to sort of like give himself some money to build his way up in life. But mm-hmm. then sort of the 
what is it? The God, or whoever let him go, played by Russell Crowe, he is like sort of endlessly pursuing him for the one wrongdoing he did in his life. And it's mm. just a story of his sort of like ill fate and like trying to pursue peace basically. But then he sort of, Java is just coming for him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and then you have the tales of sort of the other characters and all their ill fates and stuff and it's kind of depressing but you know it's a really good musical it's got some really good songs and I really recommend it interesting I have I've yet to see it um to be honest the reason why I was put off it is like um the fact that it was quite like depressing but yeah. because now I'm starting to like get into musicals again I think it's definitely one that's on my list and the thing is I think the the thing about musicals is because they were so popular, like even back in the day as well, which we'll like get onto, like mm. it's it's there's so many, there's like so many musicals yeah. out there to watch that you just forget sometimes that some exist. Like I forgot the sound of music exists. I forgot the limits of others existed. Otherwise I would have tried to watch them before the episode. But it's just yeah. like it's there's so many that it's actually insane. Yeah. It's a very wide genre. Mm. But yeah, Lemmy's definitely watch it. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, okay, let's talk about, I guess, one that I've seen, which is Hamilton. I don't know whether you've seen the the, the Disney Plus, like, Hamilton Yeah, thing. no, I, d- I definitely have heard of it and I've heard great things about it, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so this is one for you to also watch at some point. So Hamilton is basically about um, the founding, one of the founding fathers, I think, of um, America called Alexander Mm -hmm. Hamilton. And it follows his life, how he, you know, tried to, like, make a difference, I guess, to America. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that I love about this musical is that, and I think partly is what is the lore of it is um not necessarily the plot because there is a lot of controversy about like is it somewhat blanketing and making the founding Mm. fathers look a little bit better than they should you know but I think aside from that I think the best part of this musical is the fact of the creativity that's gone into this musical because the style of like the singing and the rapping in this musical makes it so entertaining and breathes, I think it breathes new life into like the the setting of musicals because um, it's just, it's really, it's really entertaining like that. And I think another thing is to note about this one is it's different to the other ones because it's set like, um, it's it's filmed of the stage. So it's basically filming of the actual uh, Broadway yeah. musical, mm. um, which a lot of the musicals that we see, like in the in the other ones that we mentioned, they're all like film adaptations of yeah. a musical. Of, and this yeah. one really like was like, no, we're gonna keep because we think that the the like theatrical nature of our show works better on a stage rather than yeah. adapted into a film, which I think is a, a big strong point about this, but. Yeah, Hamilton is definitely one to watch for the creativity. You might not necessarily agree with like the history being correct, but mm-hmm. it's it feels like really, really fun. And it's definitely one that everyone should watch. 
Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that about um, Hamilton being filmed as a stage, like from the stage show, because I feel like that would have been an interesting way to do Cats. Oh my god, that was such a seamless segue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you the host of the podcast? Like... (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, seriously, because like, it had so much backlash because of the amount of like, effort that was put into making it CGI Mm. but I think one of the great things about the original musical is like they didn't have any of that but it was actually like the costumes and the makeup artists that made it what it was Mm. and because it's such a long-running musical and it's really an iconic one and I feel like if they spent more money on like costume design and maybe making them actually look a bit more like cats then I feel like it wouldn't have gotten as much hate as it did. Mm, I mean I want to just check something about Cats, actually, because um, I am curious to see who directed it. <laughs> mm. Because I feel like that would play a huge um, factor, because I haven't seen Cats, um, purely yeah. because it wants me to uh, buy it instead of rent it, and I refuse <laughs> to buy it. Um, like, I'm not spending money on that. But the director was Tom Hooper, right? Now, yeah. what has Tom Hooper done before? Have no clue, bro. Oh my god, this is some tea. <laughs> well, what? He actually made Lamez. <laughs> oh! So, I'm really <laughs> shocked. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So, <laughs> that is co- two completely different. They are so, like, on opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay, so he's done Cats, he's done Lamez. He's done the King's Speech. Right. And he's done the Danish Girl. Okay. Those are the ones that I think are the most well-known of his. Cass is just so random then. I'm so shocked. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen. Um, Google, am I right? No, but that's really interesting because I would have thought if it was someone who's done like a real oddball mix of films then, like, mm. I would have been, like, oh, then... And, like, has never done a musical before. I would have been, like, oh, okay, maybe... Maybe that's why it was a bit shaky. But he's literally done one of the most critically acclaimed musicals, like Les Mis, and oh. now he's done Cats. Yeah, I feel like it was just the decision of the CG because it literally yeah. put everyone off. Yeah, because the... I sort of... The Cats itself is a very iconic musical, like, Broadway and everything and I feel even sort of Andrew Lloyd, we- Lloyd Webber who bought it to theatres maybe I think he sort of disapproved of the film itself as well which sort of says a lot because the actual stage show was very successful. Mm, it is but to, to be fair um, one of the uh, another guest of the podcast uh, Kingsley he's also very well versed in musicals and even like mm-hmm. even performs in some um yeah and he he said to me that cats has always been that one between theater kids that you either really love or you really hate it um yeah so even as a musical itself it was quite even though it's really critically acclaimed it's like a marmite musical Mm, yeah yeah but i mean i would love to go and see actually cats the musical because i love memories memories is such a that's yeah iconic song. song um and I think the only reason why I would watch the the Cats 2019 is because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. 
that's all that. mm. and also jason derulo was a cat like i cannot see that <laughs> lol i don't think just... i can see any of them as cats to be honest oh <laughs> uh, but it's overall it's just a wild it's a it seems like a wild film yeah. feels like a wild musical as well um so it's just one of those one of those things you know um so I guess let me pick another one now. Let's let's pick the one that we both saw together. Chicago. Oh my goodness. <laughs> when I tell you that this musical is actually like insane, it it truly shook me to my core. Yeah, it is so well done. Mm. It's very sort of razzle dazzle as one of the songs is in the sh- in the show. Like jazz hands in the everywhere. Movie, sorry. Yes. <laughs> the production is amazing and the choreography. It really is. is amazing. Mm. Actors, amazing. Storyline, amazing. <laughs> you know? The cell block tango is basically, that was my favorite sort of choreography and everything. And I found out that Catherine Zeta Jones was actually pregnant during the whole filming of it. That is actually insane. Wait. I know, that, sh- that shook me. How did she even do some of the, like, dance and choreography numbers? That's actually I insane. Have no clue. I know. I was, I was so shocked when I found out. That you know what? queen stuff. It is queen. I was going to say, we stand that queen. <laughs> we love her. Oh, my God. So I think what I love about Chicago is is so like different to any other Mm. musical I've ever seen I haven't really seen a lot but it just feels so different and I don't think we're ever gonna get a musical like that ever again true it was very it is very different and I will say one thing though I feel like it was a bit style over substance because I found the plot a bit not great but yeah the plot was a bit messy yeah, I feel like they focused a lot on the production and making it look good, that the plot was sort of like, I don't know. But I feel like that didn't matter. I think maybe on rewatching it may hinder it a little bit. Yeah. But when you're watching it the first time, it's like a whole sensory experience. Like, when I was watching it with you, it was like, I was so... What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> like I was so, like sucked into the universe, and I couldn't. I was like so, I was so still. Yeah. I felt paralyzed by it, and I was like so engrossed in what was going on. It was yeah. insane. So it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, let's. We're just like gushing about this film. Do you want to like give like a quick summary about what this film is about? <laughs> Yeah, so it's about, like, um, basically Velma. They're, like, she's a performer, right? Mm. Um, and she's sort of put in jail for killing her husband and her sister who were having an affair together. And then she's sort of put into... I don't know, I feel like you could probably explain this a bit better than me. Okay, okay, so you've done half. I can, I can, I can take the other half. Okay. Yeah. Then we've got, um, oh my god, I don't remember any of the characters' names. This is actually... Roxy. That's it, Roxy. So Roxy um, ends up going to uh, her show, 
by chance and like she dreams of being a performer and she dreams of like wanting to be on the stage like Velma um and she's like having a like an affair type thing with um someone who she believed to like thought that he knew like some contacts in like the stage industry like the theatrical yeah. industry and stuff he lied um and she ends up killing him too and then she ends up going to jail and then they end up at the same jail together and yeah. there are a bunch of other like uh women who have killed um husbands or partners and it's just like following the story of um like the relationships that they make within the jail yeah and like potentially trying to get out of jail and and like all that stuff but it's done in a way where all the musical numbers feel like roxy's like imagination running wild of like this is how she believes a theatrical performance of her life would go yeah i feel like the main theme of the movie was sort of media manipulation and what fame does to you sort of because like Mm. a lot of the characters were strong female characters but they didn't have any sort of redeeming characteristics they were all sort of like you know they'd all murdered their husbands (laughs) you know um and then the actual like good people in the in the film so like Amos Mm. um who was Roxy's husband um, they basically told him the baby, Roxy's having a baby. It's not yours, but actually it is yours. And now there's no baby, and they sort of did him did him dirty. And then also the other one was the Hungarian prisoner, who oh, out yeah. of all the women in the jail was actually innocent, and she's the only one who was found guilty. Whilst the rest of them were let go, so it's that sort of like mm. yeah. deceit and fraud. It is. It feels, yeah. I, I saw those undertones in there as well. It was like, it was really nice. Like, over, obviously, the, some of the. the <laughs> I, okay, I, I realize nice is the wrong word to use, but I meant like it's really nice in the sense of how it was all put together, not necessarily the yeah. things that happened to the people in, in the film. But yeah. I definitely feel like it's it's a really strong one. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, let's talk about. Let's let's get one out of the way. Let's talk about Mamma Mia. <laughs> wow, get out of the way, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the thing with Mamma Mia is it's very overdramatic. The story's crazy. Um, but like it's just easy to watch and it's fun to watch, and that's why I watch it over and over again. Like I'd rather watch Mamma Mia than La La Land again and again. Okay. All right. I mean, I think the lore of Mamma Mia is the song sung by big stars that can actually sing, right? Yeah. That's, I feel like, the lore of Mamma Mia. And for me, like, I, there are certain, the musicals that I tend to like more are ones that can, like, hold plot substance, right? They can actually hold a plot that is interesting different non-predictable and actually makes sense and Mamma Mia just falls short for me on that which is why I can't re-watch it you know although the songs are amazing like Abba's songs are incredible I will, yeah. I will not discount that in any way shape or form but I, if I want to listen to Abba songs I will put on this like Abba's songs I won't actively okay, fair enough. go and watch Mamma Mia to, to feel that you know 
Um, well, I know Mamma Mia is not groundbreaking. It's not critically acclaimed. Okay, you're really but... coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun, okay? And then you have like Meryl Streep, yes, who is icon. a queen. Um, just it's just crazy. Well, that's why I like it, and it's mm. fun. It's like it's not hard to watch, you know. It's just one of those films that if it's on TV, I'll just sit down. I have nothing to do. I'll watch it, you know. Okay. Can't say the same about La La Land. Okay. But... <laughs> seeming as you keep attacking La La Land, we'll talk about that next. But just for everyone who doesn't know what Mamma Mia is, give like a quick overview about what it is. Seeming as you're the expert on Mamma Mia. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you have sort of Meryl Streep plays Donna and she had a very wild past um, and she has a daughter and basically the plot is the daughter is getting married and she doesn't know who her dad is and it's out of three possible people that it could be and they all get invited to the wedding and then you know in the end they don't actually find out who the father is but we move (laughs) I mean, mild spoilers, but you know, it's all good. Oops. Uh, but it's okay, it's chill. Like, yeah, it is, it's a wild, it's a wild film. And I, yeah, I just, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> but, okay, so seeing as you were ripping La La Land, let's talk about it. Because I feel like La La Land is one of those musicals that, like, for starters, it was not adapted from a musical. Like, it was not adapted from, like, a Broadway musical, right? Yeah. So, for starters, it was original. No one had ever seen something like that before, right? Secondly, for me, the plot had substance, right? It actually... <laughs> I can see Kieran's face is, like, scrunching up, like, Urgh. no. <laughs> it actually had substance, the way that the storytelling was done was interesting and I loved it. The songs in there are amazing. I can say that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are not necessarily the best singers, but mm. they, the, the fact that the songs were songs that we had never heard before and they really helped push the narrative forward really made me love La La Land. So before I hear your opinions, I'm just going to tell everyone what La La Land is basically about. I mean, if you haven't already listened to my La La Land Revisited episode, like, <laughs> you you probably kind of already know the plot. But essentially, you have Mia and Sebastian. Uh, so Mia is a struggling uh, actress. She wants to make it. She's also, like, a playwright as well. Um, and she's struggling to, like... Um, become an actress like she's doing auditions and auditions and like failing and failing and then you've got Sebastian who like is a musician loves playing piano wants to own a jazz bar at some point in his life jazz club jazz bar whatever like at some point in his life um but he ends up just playing like small time gigs or here and there um to try and get by and then you've got their lives intertwine because of like a series of events and they end up just keep bumping in and running into each other um almost as if it's fate (laughs) yeah and like it shows their relationship along with the struggles of the ruthless hollywood culture industry Mm. like that type of thing and like watch the film to find out where that relationship goes but it is probably one of my favorite musicals 
I could watch it all the time and never get bored of it. Uh, like it's it's great. I watched it again recently, and I actually made Hadia yeah. watch it. So we were watching it on like Netflix party, and no spoilers, but she was so angry at me after the ending. <laughs> she was like, "Why did yeah. you make me watch something like that? <laughs> Only for it to end like that." And I just I was like, "But it's so good." <laughs> Here's my thing about La La Land. I'm gonna say it is not a bad film. Like I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm. It's a good film. Like mm-hmm. it is good, right? Yes. But my thing, like the songs are amazing. I love the soundtrack so much. Um, the use of color in the film is like my favorite thing. Like you yes. can see in the sort of big, like the first half of it is like bright colors and everything, and then you can see like the sort of transition of Mia when she goes from wearing like extravagant amazing yellow dress and then she's like you know in her jeans and t-shirt in the end and then there's like one of the things for me is like I love the first half of the film Mm -hmm. the first half of the film was amazing and then it sort of went downhill for me towards the second half of it and I get that's the story like that it's about dreams and sort of reality and like they're trying to the beginning bit of it was sort of like idealist and then the second part was sort of like realist you know but like I just could not get on board with the ending (laughs) (laughs) like that's what ruined it for me and sort of the like you know it's a good film the cinematography was beautiful the color was beautiful just the ending was a bit pessimistic for my liking (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like that was the whole point like the whole yeah. point was was for the ending to be sad and yeah just to kind of show you how ruthless hollywood is to yeah just but yeah i mean like i can understand why people may not like the ending but i love it because it's just for me all romance all of the greatest well subjectively greatest romance films end with like the guy getting the this is like spoilers but like end with like the guy getting the girl right and like in this one that just doesn't happen and I feel like that's what makes it so for me one of my favorite romance films because there are instances when you feel like you've met the one person in your life where they could be the best fit for you and then like suddenly timing is off and like it doesn't really work if you want to pursue your dreams and like yeah it's just it's that's I why like, I found it really interesting also another thing for me was that when La La Land came out everyone was hyping it up so much mm. and when I actually when I eventually got down to watching I feel like I was a bit disappointed and that's like one of the factors it's mm. like the timing of when I watched the movie because everyone was like oh my god you need to watch it you need to watch it and I watched it and I was like okay <laughs> yeah because you watched La La Land before I did I watched it so late. Yeah, you were very late. Like, I was late, but you were late. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But but that's because I just wasn't going to touch a musical, you know? (laughs) So I finally watched it, and I think, yeah. It hit me at a time where I was, like, already starting to love the film industry. And, like, Mm. it it was, like, yeah, it it was just mixing up and building inside of me. But, yeah. Um, So you don't like it as much as I like it but you know that's the that's the opposite yeah. for Mamma Mia okay um we have like a couple more we want to talk about so yeah like four I think so let's kind of speed on it 
Let's speed run. Mm-hmm. So let's start with uh, Greece, the John Travolta one. Yeah. That film, I think basically the soundtrack, I love the songs. Yes. You know, but the movie itself has not aged very well, let's say. I think, I understand what you're saying, but I think there's only a certain part of the film that didn't age well. There are quite a few like bits of the film that are a bit problematic. So, for example, there is sort of a lot of like shaming women. So, yes. like Rizzo, she's shamed quite a lot. Um, basically, every line in the film is a innuendo. <laughs> Fair. Um, and there are like two scenes where Danny sort of forces himself onto Sandy. Um, and in the end, basically, Sandy changes her whole image just yeah. to fit in with the guy, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, and I feel like I watched this quite a while ago. And when I was a bit younger, I didn't understand it as much. But then when you listen to the dialogues again, like you sort of hear everything differently, you know? Mm. And some of the lines in the movie are quite problematic. But yeah. I enjoyed the film. Um, I just don't think if it was made today, you know, yeah. it would be yeah. quite different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I this movie. Get you. Yeah, it was made in 1978. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's for that time. It's a good film. I, I think the soundtrack is m- m- more timeless than the movie itself. Yeah, you know. Mm. I feel like with Greece, I. The most problematic things for me were the 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 Rizzo stuff and also the ending. Like, mm. those are the things that stood out to me as being the most problematic. But, like, I appreciated the fact that, you know, John Travolta actually did... Tra- I don't remember his name. Is it Zuko? Danny. Danny, that's it. Danny, Danny Zuko. Zuko. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he um, he actually did actively try and change for her right like Mm. in some parts of this film because I watched it very recently and like he did actively try and change for her Uh, obviously it did not work out and like it felt like there was in some parts of the film I'm not saying like the dialogue was perfect because there's because of the time period there's gonna be very questionable things said about like women and stuff like it's I think there was an element of like they're trying to to both like mesh for yeah. each other at some points, but then the the whole ending was like threw that all out of the window like yeah, completely, basically. and like all all the character development of John Travolta went out of the window, and was just like oh okay she changed for me I love that and I'm just like oh my god <laughs> it was so good until you did that I just think that Rizzo was the only one who had an actual character arc. True. And then Danny and Sandy weren't even, like, they're the main couple in the in the movie, but they're, like, the worst couple. I feel like, that, yeah. After the ending, you can just not see them, like, growing all together or whatever. Oh, 100%. They were constantly arguing and fighting. And, I don't know, mm. for the main couple... They weren't a great couple, you know? Mm. And then also, like, another thing is, like, they all looked way too old to be in high school. Oh, yeah, 100%. 
Yeah. Like, I thought High School Musical was bad, but this is, like, even worse. <laughs> you know, one thing I did notice, if we're going to go back on Disney Channel stuff, is that yeah. Team Beach movie is so heavily inspired by Greece, right? Yeah. I did not know this! Because, like, you know the song on the Disney Channel, like, uh, original movie, Team Beach movie, it's like, um, you're cruising for a cruise. For a cruise. I was like... <laughs> oh, this is actually from Team Beach, like that. And I just felt so ashamed of myself. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I um, love the songs from Greece. Like, yeah, I will Greece still listen to incredible. the songs. They're really great. They are really good. Okay, next one, West Side Story. Yes. Now, I'm going to say, controversially, this is going to sound actually really harsh, but we're going to go for it, yeah. This actually won right. um, Best Picture at the Oscars that year. so I'm about This won to... 10 Oscars. Yeah, including Best Picture. And I'm just going to say, um, I didn't think the main actors could sing very well. Right. Like, their singing wasn't up as up to scratch as I would have thought it would be. I did enjoy it bar all the racism you know um until I realized it was just Romeo and Juliet yeah that's basically what it was to be honest yeah and then as soon as I realized it was just Romeo and Juliet I was like oh I've seen like so many different adaptations of this now I I just don't care anymore like okay well I actually I don't think it's a movie that I would watch again yeah, but I will say, I think it was very ahead of its time. Because this movie was made in the 1960s, right? Mm-hmm. And it had some really deep themes. Like it did. violence, racism, gangs, poverty. And it had a lot of themes that weren't commonly discussed back then. Mm. And also, I know it wasn't great because they used brown face. And none yep. of that were actually yep. Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, but like I know that Steven Spielberg is doing another West Side Story bro I'm so scared for this (laughs) I'm so scared for this because I saw the cast and I was like what is this cast (laughs) oh my god because it's got um, the guy who was in Baby Driver main dude Ansel Elgort and he's been very controversial at the moment in terms of mm. some of the stuff that he's done. And I'm like, oh dear. Then you've got like some other people that I've just, I have I know can sing, but can they act though? Yeah, I get you. Like, I'm very concerned. Like if I look up, wait, West Side Story, because I, I actually looked at this and I was, I was like, yeah. But because like the original um, West Side Story, so you know Maria, the main character, she was meant to be played by Rita Moreno, who ended up playing Anita, right? Mm. But the fact that they didn't want the main character to be an actual Puerto Rican, right? Mm. So they casted Natalie Wood instead, but then they had Natalie Wood study Rita Moreno for the role. And I was like, why could you not just... <laughs> Could you not just give her the main role in the first place? It just shows how much they didn't want the main role to be a person of colour. It's stressful. It's stressful, but those were the times and, like... 
yeah that is no way an excuse for the behavior but it's just that's so i just hope the 2021 version is a more diverse and actually has spanish speaking like actors and actresses well fun fact uh valentina um whoever valentina is in west side story she's going to be played by uh rita marino in the new one yeah so that's a good callback well i like the two songs in west side story that i thought were really good were america sung by the puerto rican sort of yeah that one yeah so it was like that had a lot of themes in it like immigration the hardships of dealing with sort of discrimination mm-hmm. um and then you had g officer Krupke, which is sung by the white americans who talked about their own issues such as like domestic violence uh lack of positive role models substance abuse and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then because at the end of the day the two gangs were just a group of boys and they had their own problems but then you could really see how differently they were treated by sort of the officers mm. like but well, one thing cause... i did notice is when when they were um when the whenever the police officers came they would yeah. always be very like respectful of the, it was it felt like they were united against one cause like which was against the po- the police officers yeah so that's why i thought the movie was quite good because they show them as like not so different after all mm. but the way that police officer what was his name lieutenant lieutenant shrank or something <laughs> yeah, he was he was so annoying like um he was unapologetic and intimidating and the way he treated the puerto rican gang versus the the white American gang, you could really see that difference. And I feel like they were just trying to sh- highlight that corruption. Mm. And that's why I feel like that movie was so ahead of its time. I feel that. I can feel that. Mm. Yeah. I do agree with that. I think, yeah, overall, it's, it's, I feel like it's just not my thing in terms yeah. of, like, I think... I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it wasn't a Romeo and Juliet story. Maybe if I've seen less Romeo and Juliet stories, like I would I would enjoy this one more. Like I've seen every type of adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. It's like insane. And I guess I am very excited to see what they would do with um the West Side Story uh version, like the the 2021 version because it was actually meant to come out near my birthday this year. Yeah. But obviously it got postponed, so I'm actually quite, like, I was like, oh, maybe I could have watched that for my birthday this year, but, you know. (laughs) Unfortunately, we cannot. Um, But, yeah, I just, I think, I think it's, it's, I'm interested to see. Yeah. How it goes. So, uh, we've got two more. So, Funny Girl. Yeah. Funny Girl, I think, in my opinion, was ahead of its time. Yeah, it was, it was like the themes that they focused on was quite, you know, ahead of its time. But I feel like, yeah, it was a good movie. And I feel like one of the the best bits of the movie was Barbara Streisand's performance. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
100%. like she made the movie it was her performance was really good mm, but 100%. for me as a movie I felt like it dragged a bit and it was a bit long and a bit slow mm, mm. that's like my only negative about it but her performance was amazing she was incredible like honestly she was I think on the Broadway run and also in the film version yeah. so that shows how like impactful her role was I guess as as her and mm. yeah I just I really enjoyed everything about about the film like I thought it was I really enjoyed the soundtrack of this film like this the soundtrack of this film is really powerful yeah um and yeah I don't really have anything else to say about that like I think I've spoken about it already before in like the female representation episode like a lot in a lot more detail but yeah it's a it's a really good one and it did get nominated actually for an Oscar that year but I think it didn't win I don't know who won against it but I'm pretty sure it was like nominated and it um it yeah it just didn't get it but it was really good I really enjoyed it uh, yeah. So finally, Dreamgirls. Love that film so much. Dreamgirls is really good. Like, I think the the biggest um, positive of Dreamgirls is, like, for starters, it's got Beyonce in it. <laughs> like, I what? mean, it's got Beyonce in it, but Jennifer Hudson was the one who stole the show. She did, she did. I, like, obviously, yeah, Beyonce, but like... J-Hud was really good I really really loved her in this film yeah like this this really showed me she is a incredibly insanely talented woman Mm -hmm. and like Eddie Murphy I was like a bit skeptical but he was really good as well Mm -hmm. it it definitely was a, a surprise of a film I didn't expect it to be um as good as it was to be honest Honestly, I feel like it's one of those films that everyone would enjoy watching, so I would like... True, actually, yeah. Because the songs are very much of, um, like... Wasn't it, like, uh, based on a specific record company back in the... um... It's not not a true story, but it's, like, loosely based on a real group called the Supremes, and it was yeah, sort yeah, of based yeah, yeah. in like the nineteen sixties. Yeah, yeah. Again, the sixties. I love the sixties. We both love the sixties. Um, but minus yeah. the racism. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, minus the racism. But like sixties aesthetics and vibes, we're here for it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Dreamgirls is brilliant. Literally has some of my favorite vocals in a musical ever, um, and it's so beautiful and captivating to listen to and watch. It's just great. Yeah, I would recommend it to anyone. If you're just like, if you have any spare time, just watch Dreamgirls. Like, you won't regret it. Mm, it's actually on Netflix as well. Mm. So is Funny Girl if you want to watch that. But obviously, Funny Girl's a little bit more niche. Um, and then, yeah, I guess that's... Uh, do you have any other musicals you wanted to talk about? Because I know these are the musicals that I've seen. But you've seen, like, a lot more. So did you have any more to add? I mean... I guess, you know, there's obviously The Greatest Showman. Oh, that's a good that's point, a good, yeah. That's a good film. Bohemian Rhapsody. That's more of, like, a biographical film, but, like, it's a musical, I'd say, and it's really good. 
Uh, yeah, I like, I'm, I think Bohemian Rhapsody is okay, but like, I feel like if I had more nostalgia attached to it, I would enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I Um, get that. yeah, Uh, well, but. another, they also made a film based on the Beatles songs called Yesterday. Oh, yes, I remember, I know, yes, I know of that one. It's like, I mean, it's not, it's not an amazing film, but it's cute. Hmm. Yeah, so there's like, there's so many musicals out there that everyone could watch. Yeah. And of course, the Disney classics as well. Yeah, I feel like musicals are just like one of those, if you're, if you just want like a movie to watch that's going to lift your mood, obviously not like Les Mis or something, but like, if you just want something to lift your mood, I feel like that's what musicals are for, you know? Mm. Yeah. I feel that, yeah. And then like, you've got some upcoming musicals, so you've also, you've said like the West Side Story is going to come up. Then you've got like an Adam Driver musical that's coming out like oh, yes. soon. Remember I said that in my Adam yeah, in Driver your episode. Adam Driver episode. Yeah, like he is going to be um yeah, in a musical that's which I'm like, very excited for. I'm quite intrigued by that. <laughs> Cause he sang in Marriage Story, right? Did he? Yeah, he actually sang in Ma- Marriage Story. What part was that? Towards the end. I don't remember this. <laughs> Bro, it was like one of the best parts, in my opinion. Like both both Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver were singing. Oh my god. I've li- I literally watched the movie recently and I don't remember this. Just skip to like the end. I will give you yeah. the time code and I'll tell I you. I will. <laughs> yeah, so they sing. He also actually sang and play- played the guitar in another film. Uh, I'm going to quickly Google that, but because, like, I remember him um, singing and playing the I love how this is, you always end up talking about Adam Driver at some point. He is a multi-talented man, and I think he he deserves to be known. Okay, yeah, so he sang in Marriage Story. He he sang in this film called uh, oh I can't pronounce that name. Um, <laughs> I I don't want to attempt it because I know I'm gonna butcher it. But he actually played. He because you know in his show in the show Girls, mm, he actually yeah. played guitar and sang songs for his girlfriend in the show, which was cool. And in another film, he also sings and plays the guitar. And that film also has Justin Timberlake in it. You know Robert Pattinson sang some of the Twilight soundtrack? What? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, he sang some of it. That's crazy. (laughs) Thought I'd just throw that random fact into that. I feel like this is, yeah, I mean, random facts are what we're living for on this podcast. Um, As in terms of, uh, in terms of, like, musicals that I are on my list to watch, I really need to watch Moulin Rouge and um, same Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Uh, I want to watch The Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. That's like, I've never... I've never watched a musical horror, and you know I don't like horrors, but I just, I really want to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. Some other ones that we didn't talk about. Rocket Man. Um, oh, yeah. Mamma Mia 2. Mm-hmm. Star is I, I wasn't a fan of Mamma Mia 2 as much as the original. 
Yeah. Also, we have um, what's it called? Star is Born. Mm. I which is another yet. one. Yeah. I definitely want to watch Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So West Side Story is going to come out. In the Heights is a another musical that's going to come out. Um soon directed by uh well with you know the guy who plays um alexandra hamilton and hamilton mm-hmm. he's gonna be in it and then also stephanie beatrice for those of you who don't know she is rosa in brooklyn 99 uh she's gonna oh. be in it and we've got like a, a loads of loads of people gonna be in that cinderella again yeah i mean I'm not surprised. And Camilla Cabello is going to be Cinderella. Oh my gosh. Adina Menzel's in this? This is... What? <laughs> How many um, Cinderella's do you need? Bro, apparently too many. And then I think they're actually making a wicked film? Question mark? That could <gasps> be cool. Yes. They are. It's planned for 2021 in December time as well. I just feel like my birthday is going to be filled with musicals. <laughs> and I'm not complaining. Um, and, and Adina Menzel is going to be playing her role that she plays um, in the, the musical, which, the musical is, yeah. which is incredible. Um, the Broadway one, that is. And yeah, there's. it just feels like musicals, there are a lot of good musicals that are going to be coming out soon. Exciting. It is an exciting time. So we've spoken a lot about music yeah. like, in specific now. So let's let's take a break and let's move on to talking about some of like the old versus some of the new uh, musicals and like talk about mm-hmm. the key differences. So I guess what I wanted to talk about just really briefly is like what, so we know that there's like, musicals like from back in the day like pre-2000s I want to call them so like some of the older ones and then you have like the 2000s to 2010s films and then like 2010 onwards I feel like you can split it into three categories yeah and I just wanted to talk about some of like the trends that we see in those like eras of uh of musicals so one of the things that I wanted to say about old musicals that may be um (laughs) a bit controversial is some of the singing I feel like in older musicals is a lot more questionable than let's say some of the newer ones and I feel like they focused more on the acting rather than the singing abilities in the past right I see what you mean Uh, yeah I mean I feel like in the past sort of like you had like that period of time in the 70s and 80s when they were coming out with a lot of musicals like um Grease, Footloose, Dirty Dancing Mm. um and they all sort of focused on like the theme of like boy and girl you know falling in love and then that was like the sort of like the main like premise of most of the movies Mm. and I feel like now now they're just they're I don't know they have like more variety like you know cats I don't even know what that film is about but (laughs) (laughs) neither do I yeah yeah I feel that I feel that it used to be a very concrete like specifically targeted genre Mm. where I feel like now it 
has subgenres within the genre itself. Yeah. And Which I is feel like really cool. Yeah, and like with like La La Land and Dream Girl, oh, not Dream Girls, because like most of the musicals that are based on like Broadway musicals that already exist mm. or like novels. But then now we've seen like La La Land, which is, I don't know about um, The Greatest Showman. Is that like an original story? I don't know. I mean, let's let's check that, but you can continue. Yeah, so I'd like to see more like original stories rather than it being based on things that already exist, you know? Or was it based on like a book or something or a real no, life story? No, I think it was based on a, a, a true life story, loosely based on a true life oh. story, and it's actually going to be turned into a Broadway musical. Oh, I see. Okay. I've never seen that before, though. That is interesting. For a film to be turned into a musical. Yeah, I feel like that's that's one of the things that I feel like the film industry is now learn is has been learning from musicals but now like the musical theater industry seems to be taking some bits from the film industry i think it works both ways now and i think that's a very exciting time to live in yes and also what i love about um new musicals like really really recent ones is that there's such an oddball mix of musicals they're so different and like yeah. they have so like I don't know, it just feels to me like really interesting because I know that no two musicals that come out in the same year are going to be like the same type of premise, which is so fun. Yeah, and it's sort of like, it's interesting to see how you can sort of mix the genres as well. Mm. So like, as I was saying, like Sweeney Todd, that's like a musical horror. Mm. And then you have sort of like La La Land, which is more of a romance. Mm. Yeah, for real, for real. And I think, um, yeah, I, I'm just excited to see where that goes. Um, I guess, do you have any any other things to add about, like, maybe which one do you prefer? Do you prefer older musicals or do you prefer some of the new musicals? That's really hard, you know, because obviously I grew up, like, there's, like, nostalgia, like, because, like, depending on the time which I watch certain musicals, some of them I associate with my childhood and then some of them are more recent ones that I've watched. Yeah. So, like, as I said, like, Les Mis, that's, a, that's like, one of my favourites. Um, but then Oliver Twist, you know, that was a great one from <laughs> my childhood. Um, so do you feel like I you was... mix between all of it? Yeah, basically, because, like, some musicals I just don't like. I won't watch them again. But then some of them, I like, you know, I just like going back to them. We love that. We honestly do love that. I think for me, I am more inclined to say, like, that I am more excited for the newer ones than I am Mm. to maybe revisit some of the older ones. Yeah, I get that. I'm more excited to see where things go now because I know yeah. that there's a lot of potential for musicals and like you know an Adam Driver musical like sign me up please I <laughs> I that could potentially become my favorite musical of all time like La La Land step aside <laughs> but Ooh, got competition Ryan Gosling has got competition and yeah Adam Driver could be the only person to to compete <laughs> um, <laughs> 
But yeah, it's. I think I'm more excited. I'm more inclined to say I'm excited for the newer musicals that are going to come out. Yeah. Because we're we're on the on the verge of like we've got some cre- good creative minds like Lin uh, Manuel Miranda, like to, yeah, definitely to like push the uh what's what's the word I'm looking for push the musical genre forward boundaries I yeah boundaries <laughs> I think boundaries is the push the boundaries of the musical genre that's it um but yeah I guess we've spoken about everything I guess yeah that we possibly I mean, we could talked about we talked about a lot. We really did. Like, look at look at you guys getting such a big treat from us talking about musicals <laughs> for this long. Um, so I guess now there is only one thing to do, and that is to move on to the next segment of the show. And now for the infamous segment of Nandita's podcast, the recommend or two, the back end. <laughs> Yay! That was such a great intro. I loved it. Okay. I mean, seeing as you're like the person who is like hosting me, I guess I should go first because I feel like I'm the guest. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So because I've been watching a lot of musicals this week, I couldn't watch as many films as I probably would have liked. But I will say I watched Easy A again. I rewatched Easy A. And I, I have like a, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I have actually... Correction, this is the first time I'm actually watching this film full way through because I watched a movie commentary on this uh, by, you know, Dil- uh, Dylan is not in trouble. Have you have you heard of that mm-hmm. YouTuber? No, I don't think so. He's a, like a YouTube movie commentator and he like watched Easy A and like I watched it like through that movie commentary yeah. and then I realised that it was okay but I didn't want to watch it. But then it's on Netflix so I was like, okay, maybe I'll watch it because I had time. I was free. Yeah. And it was, it felt like an easy watch. And I really enjoyed it. Like, really? it's not an amazing film. Like, <laughs> it's not like groundbreaking, but it's enjoyable, you know? Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where you can like just laugh at it and enjoy it as it is. And it's got, what's his name in it? It's got, firstly, it's got Emma Stone in it. So yes. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's got the guy um, who played Dan Humphrey in Gossip Girl, but also plays that guy in You. I don't know who that is. You know the guy who's the main character in You? In who? In You! you. Oh, in You! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Horton hears a who? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, that was a really bad joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was a good... <laughs> it was just so random. Like, how did you even remember that? Because I I have, like, my brain is like a, a, a index of film references. <laughs> and it flicks through. It's like, you know, like a jukebox where you can flick through it really fast and then find yeah. the one that you're looking for. That's how my brain works. <laughs> um, I say for me, I watched a film called Anna Karenina recently. Oh, interesting. What's that about? So it's basically, it's got um, Kira Knightley in it and Aaron Tate Johnson oh, and Jude Law as well. Oh my God. And <laughs> so it gives me, I just, it's not like a recommend, but it's not to the back end either. Cause I feel like not everyone will enjoy this film, but it's basically. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. uh, yeah, so Kira Knightley plays a Russian aristocrat who 
um, pursues an affair with Count Vronsky, who is played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. And that's basically, and then it's just sort of like the tragedy that befalls everyone in the film. But interesting. I just liked the style of how it was filmed. It gave me like Nutcracker ballet vibes, you oh, know? Oh, nice. Because it like sort of went from scene to scene, like in a ballet. Um, and I also really like period dramas. Yeah. And I feel like Kira Knightley is like the queen in all period dramas. Yeah, yeah she is the queen uh, yeah. of period dramas, 100%. <laughs> um, what I. So, yeah. uh, I actually want to give another recommend because I forgot that I watched this recently. <laughs> um, but basically, for my so for you good those of you guys who don't know, I have a letterbox account. It's a really great thing. Like it's so awesome. I recently just got the pro version and I'm so nerdy about it. Like I'm so excited. But like a couple of weeks ago, I actually logged my 100th film on Letterbox, which I was so excited to do. And I, for my 100th film, I watched um, the Damien Chazelle film Whiplash. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, is that film incredible. It is so good. I recommend it to everyone to watch. It's actually on Amazon Prime at the moment. If you have Amazon Prime Video, you can watch it on there. It is so good. Like, it makes me so... It made me... It, I said in my review, it's the perfect... It's the perfect example of a film that builds so much tension without any action happening. Yeah. It's so great. And it's got jazz music, so woo, we stand. <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. He's the same guy who made La La Land, so if you like mm. La La Land, you may like Whiplash as well, but they are two very different films. <laughs> Do you have a to the back end then? Um, I haven't been watching films recently. Um, shame so, for I shame know. Kieran I know it's because I've been trying to I've been watching series like I've been watching The Queen's Gambit which is really good yes and now I've been watching The Crown so oh I you've time been watching watch The films. Crown yes yes I recommend The Crown too there's tea a lot of tea <laughs> if you want the tea watch The Crown yeah I found out so many things about the royal family that I did not know before I mean yeah that's pretty cool. I mean, I I watched only very few episodes of The Crown because my mom was watching it and then I ended up watching it with her at the same time. And yeah. I just never got around to watching it. I might because of this whole Diana drama that's happening now, <laughs> uh, Princess Diana drama. So maybe I will watch it. Who knows? But, Who knows? Yeah. I don't have a back end this week because I haven't watched enough to, to form a back end for this week. Yeah. So I guess that concludes the recommend to the back end segment. Mm-hmm. So we have reached the end of the episode. It feels like it's Sad gone thoughts. so quickly. I know. We got through a lot today. We did we did get through a lot. Look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically. Um, I wanted to say thank you for joining me yet again for another episode. It's been great to have you. I mean, thank you for having me back. You're you're a really good guest. You you do your research. We we stand it. Uh, hopefully, you will return again, maybe for a Pixar episode. Oh, wiggles eyebrows. <laughs> um, but yes, for everyone who's listening, thank you guys for listening as well. If you are listening on apple podcast do give the podcast a subscribe there and whilst you're there why don't you give it a rating and review because it will help more people find the podcast 
five star ratings only and only nice words to say in the the reviews um and if you're listening on google Podcasts, spotify like overcast any of the other like podcast listening platforms like i see all you guys um and thank you guys for listening on there and you should definitely give it a follow to keep up to date about when the new podcast episodes are going to be coming out and then if you are listening or uh, if you want to know um what I'm watching on a day-to-day basis that I may not talk about in the podcast episode you can follow me on my letterbox account that's underscore Nandita underscore uh, and you'll find me there uh, and if you want to keep up to date with the podcast in general if you want to I guess get promo get teasers and you know just see ask me questions I guess if you want to on my Deets with Dita account you can follow on Instagram and Twitter Deets with Dita the handle for both uh, and then I guess with that being said what is my next episode well uh, I am still debating about what I want to do my next episode on um, so I'll get back to you guys on that but um, if you haven't already checked on my Instagram, it should be, there should have been some things up by now or on my socials. I have this thing that I am planning to do for a special episode that is coming out soon. Hey everyone, Editor Nandita here. So I realised that I explained my secret project really, really badly in the episode. So I've decided to come back and just really quickly explain what it actually is better. So essentially I have a milestone episode coming up which is episode 30 and um, I decided because the milestone episode so happens to coincide with my birthday I thought what could be the perfect gift to you guys and that is me answering some of your questions and releasing it as a bonus episode. So I have essentially put a link in um, my bio, which is under the category secret project, and you can fill out a Google form where you can put your name or not if you want to, and you can ask as many questions as you want as well, because you can complete the form as many times as you want, and you can ask questions uh, related to me, whether it be like who I am, what I like, or like specifically questions about films and tv shows because that's what the podcast is about um and my opinions on them um that way it can be a super fun like you guys are talking to me and i'm answering some of the questions that you have about me which i thought would be super cool and nice to have like a little treat episode so if you're interested definitely go on the link in my bio on my instagram or twitter at deetswithdita and Fill in some questions that you'd like to know before um, before the 7th of December. Yes, so, um, yeah. <laughs> but do you have anything else to add? Mm, yeah, just go support guys. <laughs> and is working very hard. And I had a lot of fun, so thank you. Yes, I'm glad you had fun. Um, so, I guess, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you all next week. Bye, everyone.